we grow up watching our moms not put themselves first. So it comes really natural to us. And look, first identifying that and seeing that, okay, what I've learned is not necessarily working in terms of putting me first and helping my health and my goals. Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of pro-metabolic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. Today, we've got one of our amazing coaches on the podcast, Nissa. I just love her. She's, well, we've been friends actually before she even uh, worked for us. We met, when did we meet you? Was, oh man, I think we met when we were both under Lynn Trin. Yeah. Uh, we've been on social media connected for, I reckon, yeah. a decade. Yeah, it's been ages. Yeah. And uh, we've just chatted and got on random Zooms and then this ended up becoming a coach uh, with us. And I've interviewed her on the podcast a couple of times. So go back and listen to her story. It's pretty awesome. You've had a pretty crazy, like, you know, you were saying coming from poverty, pot smokers, you know. Like you've really overcome a lot of adversity to grow and get to where you are, which is so amazing. Mm, yeah. I think, I mean, a lot of people can come from all sorts of things, but it feels, it feels good when you can look back and go, I've crossed some, some cool hurdles. Yeah. Maybe just give people a quick summary of the, like the, what happened to you and your journey, just the mm. short version. The short version. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I come from, I, I say poverty. That probably sounds really dramatic, but I, yeah, I come from not much. Parents said, don't do much. Still to this day, don't do much. So grew up thinking the whole world was like all sunshine and roses, but had no idea and went down the path of like severe dysfunction, abusive relationships, homelessness, eating disorders, and all the the shit that comes with it. And that is really the short version. <laughs> Body dysmorphia, you name it. And to to get to rock bottom, like suicidal rock bottom, and just look back and go, I'm the common denominator. So let's just start showing up for yourself. And I learned about childhood trauma and like familial beliefs and just really started to rewire a lot of that and just show up for myself, just continuously show up for myself. And now here I am, I, what, three or four years into eating pro-metabolic, like listening, like learning from you and Emma and really diving into the work of Dr. A.P. and working now on my physical health um, nutritionally. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome to, to, to look back and go, wow, look, look how far we've come. Yeah, and you were like, how long were you vegan for or plant-based? Well, probably about only two, two and a half years. That's still a long time, though. It's not, but I did some fucking damage to my body. Like, we were chatting just before. Like, honestly, I can see the timeline of, I lost about 10 kilos of body weight. So I'm guessing there's a good seven or eight kilos of muscle in there, like, in six months. Right. And I didn't, like, experience any symptoms at that point, but it was about a year later, and I... I really fucked up my health. Like I really, my digest, my, my metabolism, sorry, just really just went back. You had the really, the cycles, period, short period, hey, you had the ovulation, bad ovulation. I'm trying to remember from our podcast, mm. had all the skin tags, hey, remember you had all these skin tags? Thousands yeah. of them. Yeah. Crazy. And remember you had the, imp- had the implants, had them out. I remember, and then you sort of really motivated me to get mine out after that. I remember you got them. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty incredible. And then you've really transformed your health first. You focused on that, hey, now your cycle is regular and pain-free. Sleep when your daughter's not fucking waking you up. We talked about that. How old's Luna? Two and a half. Oh, yeah. She's just been like, her son slept through the night from eight weeks and has, he was a bit of a dream, wasn't he? Yeah. I'm yeah, baby. Yeah. And Luna is, Luna is like so much energy and so just, cra- it's crazy. 
Yeah. 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 Two and a half years of sleep deprivation. Oh my God. Yeah. And so you have, and her partner too works away. Does he do four days on, four days off? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. He work, like, he's not, doesn't work away, but when he's on roster, it's mm. literally like he works away. Like he works such long hours, starts yeah. early, early in the morning. Gets home late. Late at night. Yeah. yeah. So it's not like he's not really there at all, really. Yeah. yeah. Um. And so, yeah, you worked with Emma, I think initially, and then, you know, you, you improved a lot of your issues. You gained some weight too. Mm-hmm. Um. And now you've been working with Craig for a while now. Hey, how long's it yeah. been? Just over a year. Wow, and what's body composition changes have you seen in that? And it's been a very up and down process because lunar and, you know, you've done some um, phases of dieting then you guys have brought it back up to maintenance, which is which is what you need to do, I think, because your life is erratic and yeah. there's times when she doesn't sleep and there's been more stressful times. And But you've made some great change in a year, I think. I was looking at your photos the other day. They look amazing. Yeah, yeah, we absolutely have, like, over 10% body fat down in over a year, probably maybe closer to 12 or 13%. But the biggest change in my centimeters, I can't remember the exact like numbers, but they're huge, like maybe 50 centimeters. And I'm only short, like 161 centimeters. I don't know if that is an inches for the USA um, followers, but like it's, I'm short. So that's a lot of centimeters down. Um, my body's, yeah, it's definitely starting to look like the old version of Nissa when I used to competitively bodybuild and but with better health. And way better health, not just physical health, but mental health too. Yeah. And I love it too. Like what I love about you is you're really honest, you know, like I know Craig would tell me, you know, you'd fall off the wagon or something would happen. Like I just ate some McDonald's. I can't remember, but you'd always own it and you'd be like, okay, all right, just that's it. Had that stumbling block. I'm just going to get back to it again. Like you just never threw the baby out with the bathwater and said, fuck it. I'm going to give up. You've just continued to take that consistent, imperfect action. And now you're sort of at the pointy end aren't you? You're like, I think another six months and I will be at my goal, but you're looking amazing. Thank you. Yeah. Anyone check, look her up on Instagram. She's short. She's got the best physique. She's got the <laughs> biggest ass and these huge quads that I just love. They are. They're, they're pretty, pretty. They get a lot of attention. They should have their own. Oh, they're ridiculous. They're, your ass is ridiculous. I was, but, uh, but yeah, so we just thought today would be great. I just wanted to get, I'm just in doing podcasts with all the different coaches, but I think when Nissa can really add value is, you know, how do you prioritize yourself as a mum, you know, when you've got kids? Because I think, and look again, I don't want to speak out of, I don't know, turn is the right, I don't know the right words that I had articulate, but I don't have kids. So I don't think I can really sit here and say, because I can't really truly understand what it's like. Saying that though, I've worked with thousands of women who have kids. And, you know, I think like, you know, I interviewed Vic and there will be seasons of your life where potentially you have to sit at maintenance or you may not be able to train, but you can always control what you put in your mouth, you know, and you can always make better, better decisions and you can go for a walk and you can, you know, I think it's okay to have times where you don't make progress, but you don't have to go the other way. I think a lot of women go the other way and say, well, I can't do this or be perfect. So fuck it. I'm just going to eat shit and just go backwards. You know, so I think it's like you say, and I thought you could, you'd have great advice because you've had a really up and down year, but you've still made progress. Yeah. You know, you've had times where you've plateaued or, you know, maintained it, but gradually over time, that trend, if you look at over a year, you're losing body fat. So yeah, let's talk about, you know, and I, I feel like you've got it fucking hard. Like, it's, <laughs> you know, your partner's off, you don't have any help, you don't have any family to help you. Yeah, Luna's young. You know, how old's your son? He's 15. 
15. So he's pretty good now, isn't he? He's pretty, yeah. But just Luna is a handful. She's gorgeous, but she's hard work sometimes. Hey. Yeah, she's not a yeah. worker. Yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the mums. How, how, let's talk about your journey and some advice and what you can do to prioritize yourself and still reach your goals. Because I think a lot of women put themselves last. Oh, yeah. That's a big you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's a real biggie. And I talk about that on oh, on my, my Wednesday group call with our group um, training ladies, but also all of my clients individually that um, struggle to put themselves first. Because it, it, we grow up watching our mums not put themselves first. So it comes really natural to us. And look, first identifying that and seeing that, okay, what I've learned is not necessarily working in terms of putting me first and helping my health and my goals. I, women have these incredible goals. They want to put on some muscle. They, they want to have a uh, you know, better relationship with food, body recomposition. Yet to be able to get there, they have to first start by looking at their daily habits and, and their ritualistic choices. And a lot of the times it's easy for them, like you said, to throw the baby out with the bathwater because they're not making that what they class as perfect action. And you say it all the time, Kitty, and it just sticks in my head is imperfect action is the is is the best way because it means you, you go you're going to make progress. And I've definitely done that, especially this last year. Like go coming back to work. So starting working with you and Craig what was it, February last year? And so coming back to work with a one and a half year old and juggling that along with my journey and my goals of wanting to lose uh, a fair bit of body fat that I gained. And um, it's it's been challenging. But look where you are. Look where I am. I know, I know, right? And I'm at a, I'm at a point now where it's, it's really energizing for me to continuously see progress now because I've made so much progress and we're at the pointy end. I'm really excited. So for me... I'm like about a month ago, I was kind of going backwards a little bit because I was struggling to prioritize myself. I was sitting, slipping back into those old, old patterns of I'm really busy. Linda didn't sleep. I've got to get to bed early. Like, let's just, I'm just not going to hit my steps today. Or I might just pick in a bit of her macaroni or whatever. And was okay with my measurements going up and my weight going up. And it got to the point, I think Craig said to me, he's like, Missy, you just got to like, just stop slipping up all the time. You've just, if you want the results, just keep showing up for yourself. And it was enough for me to go, Hang on, you're right, mate. Like, yeah, I just got to control what's in my control. And I, I literally did that. I was like, okay, right, minimum 12,000 steps a day. And I, I, there'll be, last night even, I, I hadn't hit my steps. I had a busy day. I was tired. But I, I'm so adamant that I'm going to continuously keep showing up for myself. So at like 8.30 last night, I was jogging on the spot whilst watching my partner play his PlayStation because I wanted to hit my steps. What was that? <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. Yeah. So what, what do you think? What's some tips, you know, to talk about some of these decks? Cause I think, you know, I feel like a lot of women, oh, look, and I was the same. Like you get so caught up in the one percenters and you go down the rabbit hole with all this fucking shit. That, and I'm not saying there aren't nuances cause there always are, but like 80% of it, 90% of it's the basic shit, you know? And once you focus on this stuff, you know, like consistently hitting your macro targets, doing your food prep, getting some steps in, you know, and if you can't, I think the training for some mums, they just can't train. Like there's just going to be days when you can't train. That's okay. But you can always make good choices with your food. You know, you can, you can, you know, don't scroll through fucking Instagram at 10 o'clock at night. Like everyone does that. I fucking do that. You can stop doing that. You know, there's things that you can do. So let's talk about the, look, what do you think are the big ticket rocks, like the rocks, you know, that are going to make the most difference in how women can prioritize those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh my God, it's, that's, it's really broad and I want to touch on some really great points. Like I think starting with 
strongest of boundaries with ourselves. I know it's so easy to just go and pick because you unconsciously do it. So you're cooking food for the kids and you'll have a bit of cheese and you'll pick it a bit of pasta or you'll eat that leftover bread crust and uh, having stronger self-boundaries on those things because a lot of us mums do that. We unconsciously pick at our kids' foods. And I actually tracked one day the amount of calories in that. And I kid you not, kids eat very fatty foods. That Those calories, that was huge. Right. It's huge, yeah, like cheese and then... Wow, how crazy. Macaroni, yeah, yeah, high calories. So I think I'm becoming more self-aware of the unconscious choices we make as mums. So stop picking having stronger self-boundaries. It's easy to be, um, go gentle on ourselves because it feels more um, common. We, we, we go, okay, oh, I'm tired, I'll do it tomorrow, or I'm overwhelmed, I've had a really busy day with the kids, so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to even worry about my steps with it today or, or whatever it is. I think just having like a bit more stronger self-boundaries is, is where real growth happens and being able to show up for yourselves. Mm. And mastering the basics. You're so right. So many of us are cut so quick to come in and go, should I be taking this up? Or maybe I've got to throw in a bit of a hit and all of these crazy things when just mastering those basics. So being prepared. Like I've mastered my meal prepping. I stagger it. So I'll meal prep all of my breakfast for the next seven days. And then in three days time, I'll meal prep all of my lunches. So I've staggered my meal prepping and that works for me as a busy mum. Mm. So meal prepping, making sure. I like that. Yeah, so that's a good strategy. So, and would you say to Nissa, like, just keep it simple? Oh, yeah. Like, you don't need a fuck ton of variety. I'm like, I actually reckon, because I'm like, well, I need variety. I said, yeah, but do you have a chef? You know, do you have a fucking chef in your house that you can cook you all these beautiful macro fret? You don't. So, when you don't have time, you've got to sacrifice variety. But it doesn't mean you have to make it not tasty. So true. You know, like, you can keep it simple. And I, I say to women, I'm like, I bet if I asked you to track your food for a month, you'd probably go back to the same 10 to 15 meals. So just pick a couple each week and rotate them. You know, like I, oh, I made this uh, on the weekend. I'm going to make a reel for the recipe, this uh, slow-cooked pulled pork. It was easy as fuck. Like yeah. you just throw the pork in the slow cooker, add the tipped tomatoes, add the spices, stir that shit up, put the lid on, cook it for six hours on high, it's done. Pull it out, shred it. It's a big container in the fridge. We made tacos, add potatoes, add rice. Like it's just so easy. You know, things oh, like cheese. Yeah yogurt you can make smoothies breakfast can be easy you know it, like get an air fryer like it doesn't have you don't have to hey you can keep it really simple you absolutely can but yeah. tasty yeah like yeah. those tacos were just the bomb i had got the tar- the soft shell tacos and i just cut up some cabbage made this sort of like cabbage low-fat yogurt with lime and and um what's it called coriander i just mix it together whack that on the tacos with the meat it's dinner in like five minutes Delicious. You and your darn tacos. Oh, God. I'm obsessed with Mexican. Like, I'm so obsessed with Mexican. But you do you know what I mean? Like, what are some meals that you make that are really simple? Um, I, I'm really, really basic. Like, initially, I, I, got, I went real crazy and was making an array of different foods from, like, you know, different fried rices and different pasta dishes and you name it. I, I'm wanting to, like, get creative and make pizzas out of little pocket breads and whatever. But I just literally stick with chicken or beef mince. And I will either turn it into like a Napoli sauce and have that on either um, roast potatoes or rice. I'd literally stick with that. If I get bored, I remove out the tomato sauce and turn it into something else like spicy mince or something like that. Yeah. That's what I do for my dinners. And I find it really easy too because it's all separate. So I can like manipulate how much mince I have if I like that. Yeah, it's easy to track. Yeah. And the, yeah, make the, like the, have, even if you cook up some slow cooked meat, chuck it in the freezer. Mm-hmm. I portion up bits of mince, chicken. And then if I like for dinner, I'll just grab out 
you know, prawns and I'll make prawn tacos or I'll make pasta with them. Like it takes five minutes to like fry them up with some garlic and onion, whack in the sauce, boil some pasta, it's done. You know, yeah. like if you portion up these meat portions, it's really easy. And you can add like lots of garlic and add spices and add soy and add, you can make delicious things. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that cooked meat in the fridge is really good, I find as well. So it's really easy to grab. Um, really easy as well to make things up for the kids. Wow. Um, many mums say, oh, my kids, I don't want them to, they get bored eating the same thing as me. It's like, well, there's so much you can do with mince. There's so much yeah. you can And it's cheap. <laughs> it's real cheap. Beef mince is so affordable. And, you know, those, like I bought the slow cook, it, it was the neck, pork neck, and it's pretty lean too. 19 bucks a kilo. Mm-hmm. Cheap. Mm-hmm. You know? So I think, yeah, like spending some time, and I think you've got to make it a non-negotiable. Like there's times on a Sunday I'm like, oh, I'm tired, or like we've been out the night before, and I think oh, I can't be fucked, but I do it always. Yep. You, know, you can even cook up, like when we work in our gym, when we were ultra busy, I'd just cook up a big pot of potatoes with the skins on, put them in the fridge, and that'd last three or four days, and we'd just for dinner, come home, pan fry a bit of fish, heat some potatoes, whack some butter, and have a glass of juice. Heaps yeah. of salt. Easy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I love that whole basic. Like, absolutely. Like, keep it, keep it so basic. I think I remember years ago me sharing that you guys would boil up a whole bit of potato. Oh, so easy. Because we were yeah. just working. We were in the gym at like fucking five, and we'd get home at like nine. So we just needed, and it was, but it's yummy. Like, boil, like mash, but like you just heat them and sort of squash them, smash them, and heaps of, like, not heaps of butter, but butter and lots of salt and the mm-hmm. juice. It's was, and we, back then we were poor because we were in the gym. Like, so we're studying our business. We just eat the Audi fish, you know, the hokey ocean got, it was good. Yeah. 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 You just, simple is, is definitely better. And it also helps you turn that into a non-negotiable because mm. it can be quick. You go, okay, well, you know what? This week we're really busy. I'm just going to boil up a shitload of potatoes. That's going to get me too quick. And I'm going to cook up heba mince. Yeah. Then all you got to do is fine tune your macros. It could be that you're having a bit of juice with it alongside it. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and there's lots of things like you think you get some chicken or some prawns or some beef, you can make stir fry, you know, mince, you can make meatballs, you can make burgers, you know, there's so many, you can make spicy taco mints. Mm-hmm. Like there's so many different easy things that you can make that are also easy to track that the family can love as well. So I think that's a really great tip is like, and because the simpler you keep it. And then I just make ice cream and that takes like fuck all time in the ice cream maker. I just blend it, pour it in, and then it's, that's my dessert for a week. Yeah, yeah, and ice cream is the best. I've actually been um, playing around making it myself just with my yeah. and On us. It is yeah. the best. How easy is it though too? Like it's really minimal prep. Like you don't have to spend and then keep very – like rice is good carb source, you know, uh, potatoes, the soft-shell tacos are good. Um, you know, people like oats. You can do overnight oats and you've got fruit, you've got juice, they're really simple. So keep these – and then you can just mix and match. And then keep stuff like we keep taco seasoning, you know, uh, sweet chili sauce, like just different soy, um, you know, fish sauce, heaps of different sauces that you can just make different stuff with. Yeah. 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 It's so easy. Okay. Food prep's one, you know, I like that. Doing, keeping it the same, keep it simple. What about the steps? Like sometimes I think, yeah, what do you do with the steps? Well, this one's actually been a challenge for me and um, it's definitely one that I've let slip you know, every second day because I'm so busy. I've used the whole busy mum uh, excuse. So I, I'm i really good at looking at my excuses and going, okay, well, how can we eliminate my excuses? So time is a really big factor for me, juggling the kids and school drop-offs and all that. So I, I said to my other half at Christmas time, can you buy me a little treadmill to put in the garage? So I got a little treadmill and it, I think it was like maybe seven or 800 bucks. 
uh, and it's perfect. And I will do bouts of like 10 minutes here and there on it, or I'll put Netflix on and I'll watch a Netflix show for 40 minutes or 50 minutes, get a whole heap of steps in. Yeah. How good's that? Definitely a real biggie. Or just walking around my house if I can't get outside. Let's say Luna's crapping it, she won't go on the pram. Because like, these are all my excuses. I'm like, I can't walk because Luna's going to want to stumble and smell every flower. So I would like keep making these excuses. So I just started eliminating them. Got the treadmill and the house. I, I, I post this all the time on my Instagram stories. I call them active mum hacks. And I, I share all these different silly little things I do to help me get my steps. Like learning line dancing, making it like look, playing 90 bangers on YouTube and dancing with Luna. It's quality time with the kids. Yeah. But you do all these things and like my, my step count just goes right up. So eliminating all the excuses so I can hit my step count has definitely been a challenge, but we were there now. And every day I am so pumped. I will not, I will not go to bed unless I've done at least a minimum. I call my activity level because ain't no number going to define me. Yeah, yeah, no, I love that too. And so I think too, like the biggest driver of fat loss, it's calorie deficit, right? So to start with this nutrition, like, cause some women, again, if you can't get as many steps in. It's the, it, that, that if you look at it as the biggest driver is a deficit. So you've got to hit those macros. So how can you make it easy? Like, so I love that. Pull the excuses out. So if you've got food prepared, it's much easier and tasty food that you like. So think about what you really enjoy and keeping it simple and have that ready so that when, if you're busy with the kids, which you are, you can just, it's easier for you to be consistent, set yourself up for success because the more willpower you have to lose, it's like being a fucking alcoholic and then I'm just going to go head out clubbing. You know, like that's probably not a great idea. It's going to take a lot of willpower. Yeah, so if you've got no food prepared and you're starving and you skip a meal, it's easy to go get, eat some shit, you know, but when you've got like yummy food that you enjoy ready to go, it's easy to be consistent. So it's like you say, taking those excuses out and setting yourself up for success. I think I would say nutrition is the main first, the number one thing, nutrition. And I think the steps is good. And then training, you know, training, how, and again, I think this one sometimes there are just get, like, you know, like Vic, our ops manager, we did an interview with her at the start. There was just, she couldn't with the workouts. And then we obviously, she got the small home gym, mm. you know, and I think if you can afford, like we set, like you can set up pretty good one, I think for three to five K. So if you could put that time aside and you might have a program where you only do two or three exercises a short amount of time, mm. you know, it might be better than trying to go for like three long sessions. So it's asking yourself, right, how much time can I commit to this? And then what are the exercises that are going to give me the most bang for my buck? And mm-hmm. doing that because, yeah, like yeah. it's better than doing nothing. I think we all, it's like you've got to stop striving for this, oh, what's the perfect thing going to look like? Like the perfect thing, just ask yourself what you can do. Do Because what will happen, I think, is when you start nailing it and you get better and you get into those consistent habits, it motivates you to do more and yeah. keep taking action. Would you agree with that? 100%. Yeah. 100%. After you did that podcast with Vic, um, I actually had a whole heap of my clients. And I'm thinking three or four that I can think of off the top of my head all come out of the woodworks, just exploring these options with their training. And every single one of them are messaging me. I'm loving these short sessions. And so they that. And it's that, yeah, it's really, really helped them. Definitely. I find for me, I, training's a non negotiable for me. I think it's definitely helped me during this struggle phase of my life. And, a lot of women experience things like postpartum depression and um, sit downs. I had postpartum anxiety. I lack sleep, all these things. So I would, everything gets scheduled. Tuesday, Thursday, Friday are my training days. That's a non-negotiable. Nothing gets in the way. And if something does, I'm very annoyed. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So some occasionally, but you're very, you're like, this is my time. What I like to, as I watch you and I think women, this is another thing that women do. It's like, you're not always going to make progress. Like in the gym, it's normal. Like even like when you're advanced, like us, like I'll have days, like I don't sleep very well. I still go into the gym, but I'm just like, oh fuck, I'll just do one set of it and I'll pull the numbers back. I'll pull the weights back and I just do that. And I've done the session and I feel good. If I'm really exhausted, I won't do it. I'll go for a walk. But I think, you know, you've got to realize that there's going to be periods where you don't make progress with exercises. Like there was a while with my hack side, I was like, I just was not making any progress. I think we had to sort of change my program. I've talked to you about like, I'm pretty strong now. So I was just doing too much and I couldn't recover. And so now we've pulled the volume back a bit because I like to train hard. Then now for me, where I'm at in, I'm not saying everyone needs to do this. I'm advanced and, you know, this is working and I'm just maintaining now. I'm not trying to, you know, massively change my physique except to get a big ass and legs like Nissa. Um, but, you know, like it's normal to not, you're not going to hit PBs every session. Are you? No, absolutely not. When I, I went to a period where Luna was like awake more than she was asleep and I, I still showed up at the gym and just yep. kind of took each day as it came. There was days where I might just go in and it was meant to be, let's say, squat day. And I just did my squats and felt fucked. Couldn't do anything else. So I just did my squats and hit PBs and then just went and walked and stretched. And yeah, yeah. perfect. Yeah. yeah. And that's life. Like yeah. it's, the, it's like, I think once you can condition yourself to go, failure is normal. Mm. Not making progress all the time is normal. Mm. Just showing up is you make yourself, it's like, instead of all or nothing, it's the all or something. That's the mentality you've got to, Yeah. And yeah. all of a sudden shit will get better and you'll be like, fuck yeah. You, like the other day when we sort of changed our program, like finally 110 for eight on the hacks, I was like, fuck yes. After months of like, just yeah, grinded away. Like giving up and going, oh, I'm just going to change it out. Obviously you have to look at why, what's the reason. And sometimes life is life and you can't <laughs> change shit. So you just have to, like you say, show up and just showing up and doing something and moving. Yeah, it's good. That's exactly right. Creates that momentum as well. I've got a couple of clients that are really struggling with like, they'll go two days and then something will throw them, whether it's kids, life, just some sabotage. And they just, they keep stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. And I think just that continual imperfect a- um, action each and every day is going to help break that. Mm. Like, I would say this to a lot of my clients and like looking at, let's say a mum, she comes, comes to us. I came to you guys. I'm like, Craig, help me. I'm fat. I need to lose weight. There's a version of Nissa that got me to here. There's a version of Nissa that puts her kids first, that picked out her kids' food, like whatever it is. And I, that version of Nissa needs to change to a new version. So for the, this new version to change, we've got to look at all of your choices throughout the day so that you can allow this new version to come to life and sustain that. So it's it's really taking that imperfect action every day towards that 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 next level version of yourself. And for mums, that's really important. Yeah, I really like what you said about the, I think it's an identity shift. Yeah. It's creating this new identity. Like my sister, I'm going to interview on the podcast. So like, she's never been into training or done anything like track food, anything. She's always just sort of like under eaten and then they would drink booze on the weekend and eat shit. You know, she loved McDonald's and she was never really fat, but she was on the fatter side, like overweight. She wanted, and she sort of, as the years have gone on, you know what it's like, it gets harder and harder. And like, she was really sort of, well, she's never really tracked and like her and Craig, like, so funny, like they'd have these discussions and he'd be like, fucking Rachel, you know what the fuck are you talking about? Like, cause they know each other, they can tell this, like, he's like, it'd be like me fucking coming in and trying to tell you about property, commercial property valuation. I don't know fuck all about that. So stop trying to tell, you don't know. Anyway, so Jersey, her partner got into tracking, like macro tracking and eating in a deficit 
And they just did it very basic. And she went too hard at the start and ate too low calories. And I told her, but I said, look, just do it. You know, she went through it. She lost the weight, but then she felt fucked. She's like, oh man, kids. Like, I see what you mean. And she's like, I, I kept telling her, look, you just, you don't need to be in such a drastic deficit. And she's never done any strength training. So she lost muscle and lost fat, but it was good for her to go through it. And now she's like increased her food. She's on the liver. She eats the raw liver. She's got the collagen. Yeah, eating more of the foods, as I said, and she's like, you know what, now that I've gone through, I really realize like just increasing that food a bit more, like you said, is I've still got to my goal weight, but I feel better and eating the liver and, you know, the collagen. And she's like, it really is, I think about making every day these micro choices. That's what it is. She said, it's all of these tiny things like us also going, let's stop scrolling through Facebook and staying up late and watching TV, prioritizing our bedtime. It's the habits, doing the food prep making the better decisions around food, stopping drinking so much alcohol. It's all these small every single day to get to this new identity. And she's like, you know, I think to women, like she's just started with the tracking and she went through it and then she's like, okay, I need to add a bit more about like, she's like, I need to have better uh, food choices to get more micronutrients than the vitamins and minerals that I need. And you know, she just, then she did that. And now she's starting strength training. So she's like, you don't have to do it all at once. And now she's in the mindset. She's like, now that I have done the hard yards and got to my goal weight, the maintenance is much easier. And now I'm putting the strength training in to try and improve my body composition. So it was, has been really good. And I think she's exactly like you said, it's about changing your identity. 100%. Yeah. You know? I need to interview her. This is gonna oh, me cool. too. She's yeah. really awesome. She's very articulate. She's real hard, like, like a bit of a hard ass, you know, like she, she's so funny too. Cause they used to drink quite a bit. She's like, oh fuck. She said, kitty. Like, now that I know more about the tracking and the nutrient, like all the stuff that she knows, she's like, people say the fucking dumbest shit about dieting. It really annoys me. And I said, yeah, but they just don't know, like you. You used to say dumb shit like that too, to me. And she's like, how the fuck do you deal with this? I said, well, I just know that people just, they don't know what they don't know. They don't have the education. So, you know, and I just don't try and tell people unless they actually ask me, like give them advice. And she's like, oh, you know, now I just feel like I can't, there's so many people now I can't tolerate that I used to like go out with and have drinks with. And like, she's now that I'm sober, she's, she's, that's so funny. I'm like, my circle of friends has got smaller because I've realized that I don't really actually enjoy your company. It's just because I was pissed. I love it. That's a perfect example of the identity shift. They always say when you grow, you will have grow friendships and your circle changes. It's fucking hilarious. I was just like, oh, you're so funny. I thought, oh, that's gold. Well, I can't wait for you to interview. This will be really awesome. Because I've seen over the years, you'll share sometimes like a screenshot of um, your, a conversation. And you'll be like, this is my sister. She's not really into the stuff we do. And it is. She did do it now. She's yeah, like, she said, she sent me a picture of the raw. She's hardcore too. She eats a raw liver every week. She just cuts it up raw. And she's like, fuck. She's like, she sent me this picture. She's like, fuck, this, this shit never gets easier. And I'm like, you're so hardcore. Good work, dude. She's just like, once she decides she's going to do it. Yeah. yeah, she just gets it done. I love that. I think you're a bit like that. Oh yeah. Once I decide, I'm like, just, I'm whatever it takes. I'm like, if it's hard, I don't give a fuck. If I have to eat, I don't have to eat raw liver anymore, but you know, like I just, yeah, you're right. Cause I think, well, I don't want to be in pain. Yeah. That's I don't it. want to be like this anymore. So I'm like, what do I have to do to get out of it? You yeah. Know? The, the pain just outweighs your comfort zone anymore. I, yeah. You, just, you don't want to sit in your comfort zone cause that pain just far outweighs it. So you, yeah, you do, you do whatever it takes. Like me. Jogging on the spot at, oh. at night to get my steps in because I'll do whatever it takes. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What else? What about like if you haven't got a supportive partner? How about talk, trying to talk to them to get them on board? Like, I think that's, do you, do you find that with women too? 
I'm actually really fortunate. Pretty much all of my clients have amazingly supportive partners. I haven't actually discovered like have to do too much. Yeah. I know personally though, like coming from a very dysfunctional past that you can try and lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm. So I, I learned a little time ago, you, if you don't have some people supportive around you, that's going to affect you, but you can't change them. You can only mm. teach yourself. And like we've said before, you, you can focus on what you can control all the things and what you allow into your life is a biggie. And if you don't have a supportive partner, that's not something you just flick away. But you can't start really focusing on yourself and going, well, my partner's not supportive of this, but what can I do to still keep showing up for myself? And then maybe one day he might come around. He'll see, wow, this is really benefiting. You're so happy. You're sleeping. You're not moody. I haven't seen you like crippled over in pain with PMS every month. Then like he'll start to see that and like perhaps then come around. Um, yeah. So I can't really yeah, talk too much into how I would tackle an unsupportive partner, but I definitely, from experience, know really focusing on the things that you can control. Yeah. Is there anything else you think that we haven't covered? Like any other tips? Oh, no, no, definitely. The identity shift was a big one that I, I had flagged mentally that I wanted to like touch on. I think that's a biggie is always yeah. knowing that for you to achieve your goals, you set these goals, you have to become a new version of yourself to be able to sustain them. That's why I think a lot of people fail. They lose this weight and they put it back on because they haven't had that identity shift. They haven't changed their rituals each and every day. They don't continuously keep finding a way to meal prep and get their steps in and get creative and eliminate excuses and focus on the things in their control always. So I, I think we would cover a lot of the, the real, the main things, which are all the basics, really. They're basic. Mm. You know what, finally, I think you'll agree with this is like, Get some fucking support. Yeah. Like, even if you can't invest in coaching, I'm like, get, maybe find a, a accountability buddy. If you can't invest in coaching, do it. Cause you'll just, you know, you'll just get so much further. If you, I think it's about one, knowing what to do and the things to actually focus on and give you the most bang for your buck. Like we talked about, like a lot of women and I was the same, just get caught up in shit that just doesn't really matter. Like when they're not doing the basics correct right or you know like we're able to look at your data and go look you're doing this this is where you're going wrong this is what we need to focus on to get you to where you want to be so honing in on the the stuff that matters but then also having that accountability because easy I think especially when you're a mom is to go no I'm not going to do it this week because like you said but when you've got that coach there knowing that you have to show up you know um and I, I I truly believe too like coaching is it's, a ca- it's external because obviously you don't want to have to have a coach maybe for the rest of your life. Like you want to be able to self-lead. But I think a lot of women need it for a point of time. So it's like external accountability turning into internal habits. Like, and I always use this as an example. Did your parents ask you to brush your teeth, Nessa, when you were a kid? Well, mine actually didn't. Oh, didn't? Okay. Well, maybe that's not a good example for you. But most people, they're like, yeah, yeah, you're right. And did yeah. they, you have to ask your kids, right? Did you have to get your kids, like, they didn't just brush it once and then, no, we're like, yeah, yeah, I brush my teeth every night. But now you just brush your teeth without thinking. Yeah. And so same thing. Like we're there supporting you in the background, you know, following you up. Like you have to do your check-in until it gets to the point where it's an internal habit and it becomes this new identity and you just do it without mm-hmm. thinking anymore. Like us, like I just always do food prep, no matter what, even the most basic stuff, because I just know that the nutrition for me is such a priority. If I don't fuel my body well, I can't work. I can't train. I can't sleep. I just feel fucked. And yeah, totally. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think having support is really key. And I think it's what I, what a lot of people are paying for. They're, they're wanting that. They, they want that. 
when they go looking for a program or they want to lose weight, it is that support. Because at the end of the day, even the unhealthy shit, it's going to work to some degree. You just need accountability. You need accountability. And to have really good accountability, people that have your future self, um, you know, in mind, people that don't want to fuck up your metabolism, people that mm. actually want to see all of your subjective measures improve, including things like sleep and libido and skin and all of that stuff. Like, I think that is really important. Like, look for accountability. Like, oh, <laughs> totally. And you know, Craig and I will have these conversations. Yeah, I mean, I'm very honest. I'm like, we could fucking just make bank if we didn't do like if we were just did like fat loss eight week, 12 week shreds, you know, like I'm like, cause we know how to get people in shape quickly cause it's easy, you know, but I'm like, we know that that's not the long term. That's not what's going to help them long term. You know, we know if they can just put in 12 months of good, solid training, fueling their bodies, 12 to 18 months, you will have the bod that you want and the health, you know, for the rest of your life. But that's a fucking hard sell sometimes, you know? It is. It is. I say that to all my girls. I'm like, just give me 12 to 18 months. Give me 12 to 18 yeah. months. Yeah. See, their little brains ticking. They're going, ah. But I'm like, but you keep doing the other shit. You'll be same place in 10 years. It's much quicker, really. It is. Yeah. And yeah, yeah we're much better for your future self. Like, I don't know about you, Kitty, but for me, like, I've never really worried about aging. Like, never. Yeah. Until now, now I'm like, never worried about Slack chatter. We've been talking about those little, uh, I ordered some of those eye things. I oh, did you? Yeah, no, yeah. I ordered some, so I want to try them because I'm like, that's where I've got all the lines around my eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I love it. Younger, for longer. Yeah. I just I can't get Botox. It. I can't get Botox. But I'm like, anything that's not Botox, yeah. I'll give it a crack, you know. Me too. Yeah, the red light, red light face mask. It yeah. is awesome. Craig and I have definitely noticed a difference in our skin. We use it every single night. It's good. Yeah. Get a red light. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Get on it. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> what I'm getting at is like I eat when I'm 50, 60, 70 even. I, I want to be in this kind of health, but obviously what's expected for that that time in my life. And I'm yeah. down to now. Like really. Totally. Help me now. That's right. And the thing is, you can look fucking good and be healthy. You can. You know, you maybe you can't be shredded, like super low body fat, like super low, like getting on stage. But I'm like, who gives a fuck? I'd rather just be a little bit more like fatter. I'm not I'm not on fat, but you know what I mean? Like have more muscle, but you can look, still look good and be healthy and eat lots of food. You yeah, know, absolutely. it just takes time. Yeah. 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 Cool. Well, I think that's awesome. it, Kitty. Oh, thanks so much here, for coming on. That was a great conversation. I hope that, you know, some of the mums or even women without kids, I think all the things that you spoke about, it's still the same thing applies to women without kids and it is prioritizing yourself and making those decisions, those micro decisions day to day, they just add up. So, um, you know, ladies, as always, you know, please take a screenshot and share your biggest takeaways on Instagram stories and uh, tag me at Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D and you can tag Nissa. I'll put her, uh, uh, what's your Instagram handle? I was about to say K-I-T-T-Y. Yeah. <laughs> So much. used to listening to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's mine? N-Y-S-S-A underscore B-O-V-E-N-K-A-M-P. But I'll put them both below anyway. And share your biggest takeaways because uh, each month I pick someone um, to who shared and they get a tub of saturated collagen valued at $79. Uh, and I'll drop some links in there for our coaching program. So if you've been thinking about taking the plunge or you just want to find out more, you can book a completely free call with myself or one of the team. Uh, and just have a chat and just imagine, imagine where you could be in 12 months time. Imagine, imagine the possibilities. That's what I say. You could even work with the amazing Nissa. You never know. Get Pretty a, awesome. You get a personal TED talk every week from me. That's right. She's so good. Awesome. Thanks so much, Nissa. 
and uh, looking forward to having you back on the podcast.